This podcast comes to you from the Osteopathic Health Center in Dubai. Integrating health and wellness for the body, mind, and soul. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the All of You podcast. Um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different, which is just going to be um, a bite-sized kind of information-packed um, inspirational address um, with regards to one of what I like to call the five important pillars of self-care. And those five pillars are our nutrition, um, our sleep hygiene, our physical activity and exercise, our resilience to stress, and also our mindset. And I think that addressing our mindset first is really the platform upon which the other pillars of self-care will really stand and hold strong. So today I want to start with just a few kind of inspirational pointers towards how we can really cultivate a health-orientated mindset that will set us up for and some non-negotiable and reflexive habits that will keep us feeling happy and healthy. So let's get started with um, some basics. Creating a powerful why. Now, when it comes to wanting to be healthier, wanting to improve our wellness, um, or wanting anything in life in general, Having a really powerful why or reason for wanting to change um, will really help to make the actuality of it um, easier. And um, Frederick Nietzsche once said that he who has a strong enough why um, can bear almost any how. And what I think he's saying here is that when we are motivated enough for the right reasons, the the actions um, become a lot easier. And so if we want to cultivate a health-orientated mindset, our reasons for wanting to be healthier should be really strong um, and also strong enough to provoke emotion and inspire us into non-negotiable action. So, you know, things like identifying our values. Now, often, well, I would say in many cases, if not most, we never really think about, deliberately think about what our values are. And our values are really our the principles which um, we stand for. Um, and also they our values act as a, a compass and they influence our behaviors, our habits, our choices. Um, and often they're kind of sitting in the background, but they have a strong influence over our lives. And when we identify our values, we can then help to reinforce our healthy behaviors by noticing or identifying how our health can support our values, how healthy behaviors will help us live more in accordance with our values. Um, so whether it's being a, a role model, whether it's being a good parent, uh, you know, whether it's being um, you know, benefit, benefiting our, our family, our communities, when we identify our values, we realize that our health is intimately linked um, to our values and that by being healthier, we can live in accordance with and support our values um, better. So making our why bigger than ourselves 
is also very helpful. It can help us create a sense of purpose about our health behaviors. So, you know, if it is benefiting our family, our friends, our community, being healthy is bigger than our, is, is something that's bigger than us. And, you know, I may, I can pose the question as to if our health behaviors didn't need to be bigger than ourselves, we'd all be participating in them. We'd all be doing them without question. So I think making our why bigger than ourselves and more compelling and more emotional and more, you know, more inspirational will really help us partake in and interact with the behaviors that can keep us happy and healthy. So identifying our values, creating a strong why, and also having an honest appraisal of whether we're really ready to change at this time and whether we're really ready to make um, the irreversible commitment to ourselves. Um, Because often we talk about uh, being healthier and wanting to change ourselves, but actually subconsciously we're not ready to make the changes. Um, And so there was a, I think it was Hippocrates, the the godfather of medicine, the ancient Greek um, physician, who said, before you heal a person, Ask them if they are willing to give up the things that are making them sick. And so it's really important that you feel ready to make the changes um, and and leave behind what isn't serving you in order for you to really explore your potential as a healthy and happy human being. Um, so really being honest with yourself because there is this you know, trans-theoretical stages of change model that shows that we have to go through certain stages of change in order to actually get to the point where we're ready to take action. And some of us may not be fully ready to really kind of involve ourselves in the habits and behaviors. And that can become frustrating if we make the attempt and fail. We start to criticize ourselves. um, We start to maybe kind of, we, we start to cultivate learned helplessness sometimes because we feel we may never be able to stick with healthy behaviors. And so it's really important that we start with an honest appraisal of whether we're really ready to change at this moment in time. And another strong point, falling in love with the process, not just the desired result. So being well is a continual pursuit um, with no destination. So, for example, the word diet comes from the Latin root word dieta, which means way of life. So diet isn't just a six-week process. It's actually a way of life. And there often is no um, end result when it comes to being well and healthy. It's just an ongoing process. And another great saying is a person who loves walking will walk further than a person who loves the destination. So if you're only in love or you're only orientated towards a set goal, you may not enjoy the process that takes you there. And if we want to sustain healthy behaviors, we really want to fall in love with the process. And unfortunately, in today's modern societies, we're being more and more conditioned towards instant gratification um, and short attention spans. And so it's really important that we have this mentality of this is going to be an ongoing process of ebb and flow. Next point, 
Accept that wellness will always be a fluctuating balance, as I just said, it's an ebb and flow. There are going to be times of low motivation, times of low adherence, and maybe times when just getting out of bed is our very best. Um, and our habits will only be as strong and consistent as our ability to bounce back from these inevitable curveballs and hard times and challenges that life presents to us. So really, we must accept that there are going to be, you know, micro times of ebb and flow in a macro journey. There's going to be times where we don't want to do things. We want to just go and enjoy ourselves. We may get ill. We may, um, you know, we, we may be pulled out of our routines, but it's how we bounce back from that that is really important and accepting that it's never going to be a linear, consistent journey. That That is a really good kind of a, a really good mindset to adopt. And also accept and also embrace that there will be a degree of discomfort as we begin to shed old unhelpful behaviors and familiarize ourselves with better habits. You know, the old adage of no pain, no gain. I mean, if we could argue that there is a little bit of truth to that when it comes to being healthy and it comes to being um, feeling well, discomfort is actually a really relevant part of that journey. And we can take hormesis as an example. Hormesis really um, describes this uh, these low levels of exposure to uncomfort, uh, uncomfortable experiences or discomfort that really provide and 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 um, cultivate healthy outcomes. So whether it's um, abstinence from food, whether it's cold exposure, heat exposure, um, intense exercise, these could all be um, these could all be framed as slightly uncomfortable, but they confer amazing health benefits. So there may be, and there probably will be, an element of discomfort as we shed old and helpful behaviors and embrace new ones. So expect that and embrace it. Another strong point is to be conscious of any triggers towards unhealthy behaviors. And where possible, try to minimize interaction with triggering experiences and environments until you feel as though you have you know, enough uh, self-discipline um, and that you feel very comfortable in environments that may tempt you compromise your healthy behaviors. And I think, you know, triggers are a really important kind of uh, consideration because our environments, our modern environments, are becoming more and more um, triggering, for want of a better word. Whether it's unhealthy food, whether it's stress levels, whether it's um, social media that's vying for our attention, there's lots of triggers for us to compromise our healthy behaviors. And I'm not saying that we should go live on a mountaintop um, in the lotus position and just uh, meditate and be a hermit. I'm saying just be aware that if you know there are environments that are going to maybe compromise your health behaviors, do your best to be strategic um, and avoid those. Accepting that our environments also have a large impact on our mindset. You know, don't just think that our willpower is enough to sustain um, self-discipline because willpower is a finite resource. And if we're constantly in in unhealthy environments, we're more likely to compromise our healthy behaviors. Um, and last but not least, let's talk about self-compassion. Every one of our endeavors into health should be really underpinned by a degree of self-compassion because we're often criticizing ourselves. We're often holding ourselves to high standards. And sometimes 
you know, these are distorted, over-amplified standards that uh, are, are kind of, um, you know, kind of that we're, we're shown through social media and things like that. So I think it's really important that we have a, a really authentic degree of self-compassion. And that doesn't mean letting ourselves off the hook because self-compassion can be fierce. It means that we're holding ourselves accountable, but we're not criticizing ourselves. We're not, um, you know, you know we're, we're not beating ourselves up for any um, perceived failures. And the truth is we cannot criticize and hit ourselves into good health. Okay, we must have a degree of self-compassion that helps us learn and helps us go back at, you know, previously um, compromised behaviors and habits with a new sense of determination, a new sense of curiosity and a new sense of wisdom. So we're investing in our health um, decision by decision and choice by choice. And if most of our decisions start with the question, am I doing this for my health or at the expense of my health, then we will probably invest more than we take out. Um, and as I said, self-compassion and ability to really um, understand our environment and that awareness is really going to help us cultivate the fertile ground for us to make non-negotiable reflexive habits stick for life. I hope that has been slightly inspirational and, and maybe a little bit uh, informational and helpful. Um, in coming weeks, I will be talking about the other four pillars of self-care um, and giving some simple principles and habits and tips. Um, but in the meantime, take care. Take care of yourselves, your loved ones, and um, be well.